have they answered the question yet about that passing attack? You know, really right now we're looking at one explosive playmaker. Welcome in to a special edition of the Titans 10 for Saturday, January the 8th. I'm your host, Easton Freeze, broadcaster and writer with Broadway Sports Media and the 440 Podcast Network. Welcome to the weekend. We're going to drop a special Saturday edition of Titans Talk on you here because I got the chance to sit down with John Glennon. We talked a little bit about Titans. If you follow the Titans at all, you know that John is a longtime, well-respected member of Titans Media, Nashville Sports Media. Uh, John is uh, a, a I'd like to consider him a friend of mine, a bit of a mentor of mine. Um, we had a great conversation about all things Titans. We talked about uh, his press conference with Todd Downing on Friday and and about the Texans game that is going on tomorrow in Houston, as well as just looking forward to the playoffs for this team. We cover a lot of topics I think you're really going to enjoy. Uh, before we get into that, just a reminder to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Leave a rate, review, five stars. Uh, leave a funny review. Leave a... Uh, a harsh review. Give me some feedback. Desperate for your feedback. Love your feedback. Give me something. I'll I'll mention you on the show if you do. So leave a review. Takes 10 seconds. Um, and also, next week we'll be back to a regular schedule. So on Monday, home run throwback, Monday morning, and then Tuesday through Friday next week, we will have all of our Titans 10 for you as regularly scheduled. Have some more guests coming on, some exciting things coming up. All right, for today... Before the Titans play in Houston tomorrow, let's dive into the interview that I had with John Glennon. All right, let's welcome in John Glennon to the Titans 10. He is a Titans beat writer for SportsIllustrated.com, as well as covering the Predators for NHL.com, a former Broadway SportsMedia.com alum. John, how's it going this afternoon? Goes well, Easton. A bit, a uh, bit chilly. Other than that, uh, going well. How about you? It's going great. You're right. It is chilly. This this show will come out on Friday, but we're recording this on Thursday. And as we speak, the snow is coming down hard outside. It's been doing so all morning. Uh, it's it's you know Nashville. We get about one week one week of winter, and then uh, that's all the snow for the year. So we're just getting out of the way. First week of the year seems <laughs> to be the case. Um, and it's keeping you guys from being over there at the Titans facility today, I, I imagine. But they're still over there practicing. And you uh, you guys in the press pool got to talk to offensive coordinator Todd Downing today via Zoom. Uh, what did he have to say? Anything interesting that you gleaned from that conversation? Yeah, you know, I, I guess we all hoped uh, to, to maybe get a little bit more information on the on the Derek Henry front. Front, you know, sort of maybe what their their plan for him is, their timetable. Um, you know, uh, Todd didn't necessarily spare a lot of, of details on that front, uh, um, other than saying, you know, uh, he, he looked fine. You know, it was good to get him back. It's it a good energy boost, uh, psychological boost for the team. Um, you know, and they'll they'll try to uh, work him in. You know, still didn't say. I think most of us probably doubt that that you know Derek would play this Sunday. Uh, you know, Todd didn't really in, get into uh, discussing whether that would be the case or not. Um, but some other interesting things, you know, came, came out of that. Uh, 
you know, he did talk about um, how this team needs to sort of uh, amend its slow starts. Uh, that's one of the things that, that that's really holding the Titans offense back, I think, mm. is sluggishness in the first quarters. And he, and he talked a lot about how they're self-inflicted, you know, whether it's been penalties or, or missed assignments, um, you know, that, that resulted in losses and your plan behind the sticks. Uh, you know, some of those things, they, they need to get cleaned up. And, you know, another thing that, that came to mind as well from, from Todd Downing's presser today was, uh, you know, trying to get Julio Jones – uh, you know, worked in so that he can be more of a balance. I mean, that's that's been the whole goal this entire season is that he can hopefully balance out uh, A.J. Brown and, and add that element to the passing game. And, and you know, obviously it hasn't worked uh, so far because of, of injury or inconsistency. Uh, but, you know, this is hopefully another game where, where they can try to get that up to snuff uh, as they as they head into the postseason. Yeah, it's interesting talking to Todd Downing about that slow start, which has been the case with them this season quite a bit. Um, that wasn't something that we saw with the Titans last season. And, you know, I think that's a result of, you know, different personnel, obviously much more consistent personnel. Um, Arthur Smith having a couple of years of coordination under his belt at that point. Um, I think that's something that you see just a result of of guys settling into the job. And with a guy like Downing in his first year, I don't think it's entirely shocking that he's been dealing with um, slow starts, but it's been slow starts indeed. And and that's been something that um, has made the defense for the Titans really a game changer for them because they're able to hold on and keep opponents from getting out to that quick start. Um, something that the defense wasn't able to do uh, along those lines was keep the Texans from uh, beating the Titans. The last time they faced each other in Nashville, the the Titans, you know, really shot themselves in the foot in that game, which is a bit of a common thread with the Titans this year in losses, turning the ball over a number of times in a nasty rainy game. I know you were at that game. I was there as well. It was gross football and even grosser weather, Uh, but it was, it was, a low light for the Titans, if not the low light of their season for sure. So far now going into this game in Houston, obviously they're trying to amend uh, that performance. I'm sure this is a game that a lot of Titans players have probably had circled on their schedule since then, because they got embarrassed by a bad team and it's still a bad team. Although I think Davis Mills has showed some promise down there. Um, It's going to be a different game for them just because again, first time around they saw Tyrod Taylor, who's a very different cat than, uh, than, than Davis Mills is. I think Mills is a bit better of a matchup for the Titans defense, if you ask me, just because he's a guy that is not going to threaten you with his legs. Uh, he's a, a, a pocket passer, going to be a statue back there that the Titans defense can tee off on. And that's really been the strength of their defense so far this season. Outside of that quarterback change, is there anything about this game that stands out to you other than the obvious stakes and the obvious expectations for the Titans to handle a bad team? Yeah, I, I think, as you say, I, I do think they're better off in, in facing Davis Mills than, than against Tyrod Taylor. I think Tyrod Taylor did give them some problems. You know, he got to the edge uh, quite a bit in that game, used his legs very successfully. Uh, you know, some of those RPOs that, that Tyrod Taylor had were, were often successful against uh, the Titans as well. So I, I think given the choice, the Titans would rather face, uh, you know, a, a rookie in, in, a, uh, in, a, in a drop back uh, pass. Uh, 
role. So we'll see how that works. But you know, maybe uh, things uh, that I kind of like to see from the uh, from the Titans uh, in this game. You know, aside from the obvious one is clinching the uh, the number one seed with that with that victory. But you know, and we touched on this earlier. But maybe this is a chance. You know, for for Julio Jones again. Uh, you know, he's coming back uh, again this time from from COVID. Um, you know, work him a little bit more into the rotation, make sure he's comfortable going into the postseason. Uh, you know, I, I think certainly A.J. Brown, once we get to the postseason especially, is going to be blanketed uh, in, the, in the passing attack because the Titans just haven't proven that they can uh, successfully move down the field, throwing the ball with anybody but uh, A.J. Brown at this point. So it's important that, that Julio Jones get involved. You know, some other things I, I'd like to see, you know, Jayon Brown is coming back this week. And, and you know, surprisingly enough, all of a sudden, you know, the Titans have their hands full of, uh, of guys who've started an inside linebacker this year with Evans, Cunningham, uh, Jayon Brown, and, and certainly David Long. And, you know, maybe trying to figure out just exactly what kind of rotation you want to use at that inside linebacker position. Um, You know, what combinations are going to be best doing what, Uh, you know, I think this would be a good opportunity uh, for that. Uh, Another thing that that comes to mind, I I think this would be, uh, you know, and some of the defenders have talked about this uh, the last couple of days. I I think it would be nice for them to uh, wind up as the number one team against the run. Um, Now, I, you know, obviously that's not going to win any playoff games that's not going to get you the number one seed um but nonetheless when you look at how poor this defense was overall and i think they were you know 19th against the run you know it would be a nice little exclamation point i think for this defense and the and the run defense in particular to wind up as number one and they're currently number two you know not not too far behind the ravens in that regard um the only other thing that well maybe a couple other things that came to mind uh, you've got Ryan Izzo, you know, joining the team as a third tight end now in, in place of Michael Pruitt. Right. Um, you know, so, yeah, maybe seeing uh, what he's bringing to the table, you know, maybe get him some few snaps, uh, get him comfortable and, and see if he can, you know, step into that that Michael Pruitt role. Uh, and then hopefully, you know, in, in a perfect world for the Titans, I'm sure they'd love to get out to a, a significant enough lead, you know, maybe after three quarters where you can start sitting guys. Uh, protect them from injury, you know, give them even a little bit more uh, uh, rest uh, from repetitions, you know, maybe in the in the fourth quarter or so. So uh, obviously a number one and one a and then number two as well is, is getting that number one seed. But there are some other things, you know, certainly worth watching in this game, I think. Right. And, and you know, looking at this weekend's slate of games across the board, it's pretty ugly. There's not a whole lot um, that is super interesting in the way of games. You've got LA and San Francisco will be a good game. Uh, the night cap, the season cap of chargers Raiders is obviously the best game on the slate. Other than that, the Titans looking to take care of business in the division, the chiefs looking to take care of business. Uh, obviously locking up that one seat for the Titans is like you said, priority one, two, three through Z. Uh, it's, it's the biggest deal for them. And I think having that buy probably means more to their Super Bowl chances than any other team in the field. Uh, it could have meant to them. Uh, so it's, it's a big deal. It's, it's something that they are once again, it feels like they have gone in and out of uh, being in c- control of the one seed all season long. Uh, we're here at the end and they're in control of it. And there's just one last step for them to take. And I think we, we expect them to take that looking at the rest of that AFC playoff field. 
the first question, I have a couple of questions about it, but my first one is this game on Sunday night this week, Raiders Chargers is going to be a game for the final playoff spot. Now that's assuming, which is a funny narrative that's been going around this week, that the Colts don't lose to Jacksonville because if they do, we could get an electric 60 minutes of kneel downs for both teams to be guaranteed a playoff spot. Uh, I wouldn't bank on that, but it would be I'd love among, to see it. It'd be among the funniest things that we've seen in a long time. And people say, "No, no, they would never. It ruins the integrity of the game." I'm old enough to remember exactly one year ago where the final game of the NFL season, there were some integrity of the game issues when the Eagles sat Jalen Hurts last year. And a lot of people questioned whether they were throwing that game for for uh, seating position. And there were a lot of New York Giants fans and Dallas Cowboys fans really ticked off about that. So is it beyond the pale? Sounds like it, but I wouldn't put it past these teams to do whatever it takes to get into the postseason. But the Colts aren't losing to Jacksonville, and these two teams are going to want to knock each other out, even if that comes at the risk of of being out of the playoffs yourselves. These two teams hate each other. But looking at these two teams, if you're an AFC team in the playoffs already, which the Titans are, which of these teams are you rooting for? Who would you rather see in the playoffs and why? Uh, you know, personally, I, I would have to say, uh, you know, if I'm a Titans fan, I, I would rather see the Raiders win, I think. Um, you know, I, I think the Chargers are a more explosive offensive team with uh, with Justin Herbert. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's maybe be uh, kind of the, the one question I have about the Titans, uh, something that they're going to have to answer in the playoffs probably is if they're going to be able to keep up uh, with teams, you know, a lot of these playoff teams are, you know, teams that score about a touchdown per game more than the Titans on average. Uh, and, and are the Titans going to be able to either shut them down defensively or keep up with them offensively? And I, and I think the Chargers sort of fit into that category as one of the more explosive teams more so, I think, uh, than than the Oakland Raiders. Uh, so that would be uh, my thought on this situation. And and I think uh, maybe I'm I'm repeating myself, but I just think there's more uh, potential. I I think there's more the uh, higher ceiling for the Chargers. Uh, high, exactly, exactly. Higher, higher ceiling for the Chargers. I'm I'm kind of impressed by the Raiders. I mean, I think you know we all sort of wrote them off. Uh, you know, and then they seem to be falling apart. Uh, you know, not long after after Gruden left, and even before. Um, but they bounced back pretty well. Uh, you know, and and absolutely. And yeah, had some impressive wins here coming down the stretch. So uh, it'll be uh, interesting to see, uh, assuming it's not a, a Neil Fest, uh, who uh, who comes out on top there. No, and I agree with you entirely. I, I think Derek Carr has been incredibly impressive this year. He's been the yeah. glue that's held that team together, and they have had every reason under the sun to quit on their season. It's been, I mean, really comedy at this point how many different things have been thrown at them it doesn't sound real um and yet here they are at the end of the season where the raiders are a team of late that has been known to fall apart at the end of the season maybe that was less the raiders more gruden um but but here they are in contention and they're really a team i think that is maybe uh overplaying expectations right now i look at the chargers as being a team that's kind of disappointing in terms of their yeah. season what they have uh their defense has obviously let them down i think many people 
question whether or not Brandon Staley is as great a coach as he is uh, been been heralded as by the media. Personally, you know, I don't I don't think he is necessarily as great as as the media likes to portray him as. I don't think he's a bad coach by any means, but um, he's not exactly the boy wonder just yet. My only my only pushback on that, I think I agree with you that the Raiders would be better to be in the playoffs. My only pushback on it is if the Titans were to get the Chargers in the playoffs, they could conceivably run the ball 80 times because that Chargers run defense is just so bad. And it would be a mismatch there. And like you said, it would really just be a question of whether or not Justin Herbert could tear the Titans secondary up. Looking at the rest of the AFC playoff picture, you've got the Chiefs and the Bills, assuming the Bills can handle business this weekend and win their division as uh, the other two division winners, as well as the Bengals, who locked up their division last week with a win over the Chiefs. And then you've got presumably the Colts and then either the Chargers or the Raiders. And that final spot is New England. The Titans, assuming they take care of business this weekend, will get to sit on their couches and watch everybody beat each other to a pulp wildcard weekend. And hopefully they get the best possible draw for them. Who's the team? Well, I'm going to rephrase this question because um, nobody wants to hear you talk about Kansas City and why they're the obvious answer, because I think that is the obvious answer. Right. Who's the team that the Titans least want to see? If it's not Kansas City, I would love to hear your explanation why, because I think that's that's pretty clear. Yeah. I would agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, it's Kansas City. They've right. been there. They've done that. And just that incredible explosive offense. So I think they're the biggest uh, fear at this point, certainly. And and they're, you know, their, their defense has started playing, uh, you know, certainly been playing uh, better than it had early in the year. And, and it's not just all offense right now. So, uh, yeah, I, I think KC is number one. But, um, you know, I, I think they're and we sort of talked about this, too. I, I think um, as, as far as other teams, I, I think the Titans fear, you know, has to be these teams that can just ring out points and honestly most of these teams in the playoff field are better at doing that uh, than than the titans um you know you, you even look at a team like cincinnati uh you know which doesn't have a, have a ton of playoff experience uh you know with this group um but that's a, that's a pretty scary collection right there i mean very obviously you know what joe burrow yeah, and, and his cast of receivers have been doing not only, you know, uh, the last couple of weeks, but but for the majority of the year. And, you know, you look at teams defensively, too, and Cincinnati kind of stands out, at least as far as the numbers, as probably being one of the better of these playoff teams against the run. Um, you know, and, and I think those are the teams that, that might, you know, obviously – scare the Titans as well, because I think we've we've all seen that as long as the Titans can run on you, they're in pretty good shape and they can they can get ahead of you and, and they can play defense the way they want to and so forth. Uh, um, but if they can't run, have we answered the question yet of, of, you know, whether the Titans passing attack is up to a shootout type game? And I'm, and I'm not sure that that question has been answered yet. So, mm. um, you know, as I say, the, the stats uh, defensively, uh, you know, the, the first name that, that popped out was Cincinnati because they've been the best of those playoff teams against the run, um, you know, which which could give them a little bit of a leg up. We thought that New England, uh, you know, was a very good team against the run, uh, which no. in general that they've been, but didn't work so well against the, uh, the Titans who had about, what, 270 yards on right. the ground against them last time, so. Um, that, uh, that's going to be interesting to uh, to see how it, uh, how it pans out here. Yeah, and and looking forward to these playoffs, we're going to get you out of here. One last question. The Titans are two wins away 
from hosting the AFC championship game here in Nashville, which would be uh, not just incredible, uh, an incredible accomplishment for the team, but it would, it would be a big deal for the city of Nashville to have that AFC championship game played here. Um, What, what's the one thing about this team, or maybe the couple of things about this team that concern you the most that you look at and you say, if they, if they, if they hit their ceiling in the playoffs, and they are just outclassed. It's because of this. Yeah, I, I think um, number one is, is something that we've sort of touched on a little bit, and and that is, have they answered the question yet about that passing attack? You know, uh, you look at the last five weeks. I think they the the most they've thrown for over the last five weeks is two hundred and ten yards, which is, is kind of mind blowing in this day and age in the NFL. Now. A.J. Brown was not there for three of those weeks, and the Titans didn't need to throw for a lot of passing yards uh, in those games either. So you've got kind of some asterisks there. But at the same time, you know, uh, really right now we're looking at one explosive playmaker uh, in that in that passing game, and that's A.J. Brown, who is no doubt going to be blanketed. So I think that to me is the question the Titans are going to have to answer at some point can they get more out of the passing game than, than we have seen the last several weeks, whether that's Julio Jones, you know, whether that's someone else, uh, I think that remains to be seen, but that's kind of a, an Achilles heel, I think. And, and, you know, maybe I guess if, uh, if there was another one, I I think we would uh, agree that the Titans secondary is much improved, uh, greatly improved over, over last year. Um, But you still wonder, you know, some of the offenses they have faced of late, have not necessarily been the the powerhouse uh, offenses, you know, the kind of of playoff offenses for the most part, these big time passing attacks that we're going to see. So when they face, you know, whether it's a Kansas City or or a Cincinnati, uh, you know, or, or, you know, we mentioned the Chargers too, um, that kind of team, will that secondary continue to look as good and, and continue to hold up? Or, or, you know, will we start to see some holes at that point? I mean, as I say, so far, they, they have been, you know, night and day better than last year. But, uh, you know, again, will a higher level of competition prove a little different in the playoffs? So maybe those are two kind of thoughts of, of concern that I have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, John, thank you so much for taking some time out of your snow day to be with us. Again, he's John Glennon. Check him out. He's writing, covering the Titans over at sportsillustrated.com. And he's writing for uh, NHL.com, covering the Predators. So check him out there. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely going to have to have you back on next season. Absolutely. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for joining us. You do the same, Easton. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. All press conference audio in this episode is courtesy of TennesseeTitans.com. A big thank you to them for making that available. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, follow me at Easton Freeze and the show at the Titans 10 to interact with me and keep up with any of our show updates. And finally, check out me and my very talented colleagues over at BroadwaySportsMedia.com for all things Tennessee sports. We've got great new content for you seven days a week. Until next time, I'm Easton Freeze. The Titans 10 is a Broadway sports media production.